Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hey there, fellow true crime aficionados. We're the host of Bad Axe, a true crime podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Aaron. Join us every Thursday for twisted true crime tales of dark deeds and despicable people. We focus on lesser known unique stories with a new case each week. We've covered family annihilators, cannibals, revenge killings, killer kids, mysterious murders, survivor stories, and much more. We've even tackled stories of people who blame zombies, vampires, ghosts, and voodoo for their bad acts. Of course, we know they're the only ones to blame. You can find us everywhere you get your podcast, or you can visit our website at badaxpod.com. If you like fresh stories and new perspectives on crime, Bad Axe will be your new jam. Join Bad Axe every Thursday. Stay safe, y'all. See you soon. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptid Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I'm your host, Dave, and today I'm joined once again by Jamie Hurley. How's it going, bud? Hey, brother. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, you're looking good. That's nice, but that's a lie. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the sentiment. No, you wear, you wear homeless chic well. Thank Not you. many people I'm, can pull it off. I'm like a Rick Rubin that's dude, um, holy fuck, dude. Like <laughs> but just with way less money and success. Dude. <laughs> it's that is I didn't even put that together, but if you had a pair of like just like big old shades on, oh yeah. That is that is young Rick Rubin if I've ever seen one. And if like if I was balding more and my hair was just going out to this and wearing like a dirty old stained T-shirt, which I basically am. Yeah, dude, for, for a man who is very rich, why does he look like he just woke up from a frat party every single time I see him? Like it is not like he's not because <laughs> when you're rich, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You got no guess. one to report to. That's it. So I found out that's the only thing I found about rich people is that. So there's people, so there's rich people and there's people who want to show that they have money. People that yes. want to show that they have money, but aren't really rich. They wear like a lot of like big old Gucci bullshit all this time. Like, you know what yep. I mean? But rich people wear the most basic dumb shit you've ever, like no name. Just like it's a polo. It just looks like a polo oh, yeah. and it's $900, but it's not. <laughs> it, it's not even that. Like we were talking about this earlier. Like one of my wealthiest friends in probably the entire state or um has it you know wears like shirts like flannel shirts he bought at costco and shit like that and still works in like the mud and dirt every day with like that's how you that's how you save the money yeah you don't get rich by spending your money well i mean it depends if If you spend it you buy gold there's always money and gold. If I learned anything from watching out, Ale- listening to Alex Jones, <laughs> is that there's money. <laughs> Invest in frogs and gold. And there's always money in the banana stand. It's true. Just hide your money, <laughs> hide your money from the government. 
that's see, that's really that's, that's, that's really what it is. It's just <laughs> you can buy clothes just, from wherever you want. Just make sure that you're not writing. You just don't put it on paper that it's there. Exactly. Just make sure the government knows nothing about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really all it takes. Uh, so yeah, so this is uh, Jamie Hurley's financial hour. Would you have any more financial advice for our listeners? Uh, don't let the government know about your money. Don't let the government know about your money. Uh, <laughs> vote locally. Operate your business as a 501c3 wherever possible. Yeah. Because <laughs> people just get away with murder doing that. Also incorporating Delaware. Yep. Delaware is okay. another massive tax haven. Yeah. And then and when you step up to that real big boy status, you go to Luxembourg. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Luxembourg basically solely sold. I forgot it was even a country for a long time. I thought it was just a city. Yo. So, all right. So Luxembourg, I feel like I just watched a documentary about a dog, the world's wealthiest dog. Yeah, really? And then it turns out that the dog was basically just a sh- like a shell company thing for yeah. some lady who was laundering money or something. Dude, I don't know. Cause it was in Luxembourg. That's the only reason why. I remember that. No but shit. Anyways, basically the keys are commit tax fraud, no gods, no masters, no GOP. Amen, brother. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, let me ask you a question. Sure. How, how you been sleeping lately, bud? Horribly. Yeah. I've been up since, <laughs> I've been up since 1 a.m. I, uh, I took a quick nap this afternoon for a little bit. Okay. But my sleep schedule's just been all messed up because yeah. I haven't been able to work too much with this uh, broken wrist, but. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, well, but that's no, all right. It, I'll survive. The, the reason why I ask is, is cause I, I don't know it, if you've ever experienced it, but it's something I've experienced a lot, uh, dating, like ever since like high school, but have, have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? Yes, I have. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, I've experienced it three times. Exactly. Exactly. So you remember, ex- so, you, so you specifically ex- remember every single time. I know exactly. And it's one of them. I specifically remember every single time. And it's the most, one of the most, well, one of the most, if not the most terrifying things oh, 100%. I've ever experienced in my life. So can you recall any time specifically, like what happened during them? Or is it always the same every time? No, it's different every time. Um, but I can remember it, especially the second time it actually traumatized me so much. I didn't, uh, I couldn't even speak to anyone, my now, partner and hold my on. roommates. Be- before you tell this, this story, because I want you to tell the story if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. Let's. You don't know what we're talking about on this episode, right? I have no idea. I you literally we, hit, hit me up an hour ago and was like, <laughs> hey, you want to uh, be a guest on the podcast today? And I was like, yeah. Because if you tell this, that. if you tell this story and if it somehow coincides with the story I'm going to tell you today, I will fucking lose my shit. <laughs> if it does, man, we're on a whole different plane that we don't oh, even God. All right. know about. So the second time you got sleep paralysis, you said it traumatized you so much you couldn't speak to anyone about it. Are you, are you comfortable speaking about it to me on the show? In, yes. In front of the uh, tens of people that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, I couldn't like speak to my partner and my roommate were there at the time after it happened and it took me like about yeah th- three hours or so till I could even just start talking to them oh yeah no. like maybe one word like sentence fragment oh you mean during the sleep paralysis 
No, no, not during, oh, just like just after after. after. So I, you, that, I that's how much up. it fucked you up. Is that you were just like so yeah. horrified that you couldn't say anything? That's yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> Continue. It, yeah, it was a re. Uh, I guess the best way to call it is like a rewaking dream state. Yeah. So essentially, the dream I was having, I was waking up in what looked like in my room, exactly like my room, in my bed, my exact room, exact apartment. Yeah. And I would wake up and then something absolutely horrible and terrifying would happen. Yeah. It could like, or... I started going about my day and um, in the dream still yep. and nothing was wrong, but then I would snap back to like waking up in my bed again. Okay. And um, when it came to the end, I was trying to, uh, it sounds weird, but I've always had the ability to like usually wake myself up from a dream. Yeah. You know, especially it's, it's, uh, if you're lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Yeah. It's where it's yeah. where you're in a dream, but you're aware you're in a dream. So you kind of have more of control of what's going on. Yeah. You can kind of snap yourself out of it a little bit. And I remember not being able to do that. Yeah. And that was when I was fully awake. So, so the last thing that messed me up so much, like I, it was a rewaking dream. I don't know how many times I was waking up in my own bed. Yeah. But the last one that freaked me out so much was like, there were, a, it was like a not a zombie thing is the closest I can kind of say to it. Like yeah. this man and woman were like banging on my door. Um, th- that I had uh, oh. that that I had pushed my desk in front of, and they finally like broke through the door, and I'm like cowering, c- ca- cowering, cowering, yeah, cowering, it cowering in my uh, living room, and they both just like finally looked in the door and like slammed their heads like on the desk and that was blocking the door. And then I finally woke up. But when I woke up for real, I thought I was still in the reoccurring dream. Oh, so I was just absolutely terrified. Yeah, that would do it to me too. Just not knowing what's real and what's not. Yeah. And that was that that fucked me up. That was the most fucked up one. Yeah. No, that's, uh, so I guess, so for, for listeners who don't know, but first of all, that sounds fucked up. I've had sleep paralysis too. And I never really experienced anything like terrifying, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it got to the, I experienced it a lot actually. And the thing is weird is that at this point now I know when it's happening because it is one of those things where your body just kind of, you can't move, but you can open your eyes and you can't talk or scream but I got to this point where like now I know when it's happening and mm-hmm. I just, you just put yourself back into sleep and then gotcha. wake yourself back up. Cause you, you, you get an idea of when it's like, what's going on. Like, cause it initially panic sets, it sets in and you're like, fuck this. Yeah, of course. But, uh, but for the people listening, sleep paralysis is a condition that for like hundreds of years baffled scientists. And it wasn't until actually like the 20th century when the medical and scientific community really got a good grasp for what it was. Um, basically what it is, sleep paralysis is like a glitch in your brain. So during the REM stage of sleep, your 
brain paralyzes the body. So this is like to stop you from falling off the bed, flailing around or acting out parts of your dreams that could potentially hurt you or your, or like other people around you. So it's like the opposite of sleepwalking because in sleepwalking, your body doesn't put you in that state. That's why you're free to like move around and like some people fucking murder people <laughs> when they're like in a sleepwalking That's state. Wild. It's like, it's the opposite of that. It, it It's when you awake, your, your brain is awake but your body's not normally the body will switch off this part of the, of the brain uh, as you start to like wake up. Uh, but not in the case of sleep paralysis because your brain can be a real asshole sometimes, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people struggle with mental illness, <laughs> mental sure health. Like, no, yeah. uh, but for some that switch isn't flipped right away. So your body remains paralyzed while you're waking up and it is fucking terrifying as you <laughs> have rightly pointed out. Um, now, what also can happen is since you're stuck in a sort of limbo state between being fully asleep and fully awake, the real world in your dream world can intersect, causing you to see things in the room that you're in that aren't really there. It's it's always yeah. it always seems to be something horrifying, too. It's always like a demon or some sort of fucked up being like, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anyone like tell a sleep paralysis story where they're like, yeah, dude, fucking I sleep paralysis last night and then my room was full of like golden retriever puppies <laughs> yeah, that, that is never every <laughs> any single person ever every single person that i've talked to it's always something terrifying yeah it's never something good like to them it's not like oh it's awesome i woke up and i was in like the playboy mansion or something like that and yeah, it's, it's like oh no it's, it's, it's never, happening. it's never something good. It's not like, yeah, dude, I fucking, I, I woke up with my eyes, but I, I couldn't move my body, but you know, there's a bunch of big titted goth bitches around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's never, it's never it's like, that. It's um, like, there's people trying to kill you or crazy monsters or just whatever your mind can manifest. Like the, the third time, the last time it happened to me was actually somewhat recently, a couple months ago. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't as terrifying, but I was still experiencing it. I yep. woke up, I fell asleep on the couch the night before and I woke up trying to call my partner's name. And I was like, Allie, Allie. And you couldn't actually I, do it. I, I couldn't do it, but I knew I was awake. I knew I was experiencing sleep paralysis, but yeah. I still couldn't do anything about it, which is still just outright terrifying yeah just it's just, like just, am i am i paralyzed and yeah. all that works for my <laughs> did i fuck you know? up my spine and my well, you slept on a couch so your spine could have been fucked up unless you have oh, a really yeah. comfy couch i don't know i've only sat on it like once or twice it so. is comfy we actually bought a new couch for the first time in my adult oh, look life look at you balling out of control you didn't you find it on the kyle, side of the road <laughs> that kyle canane bit you know, where he's yeah. talking about where he's talking about cops and like a party for a new couch yep <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> oh, fuck. But uh, now it was be because of this that people and cultures all I, I just <laughs> not. To, that's a great segue, by the way. Just me just going straight yeah, back into so, the script. <laughs> yeah. No, it was because of this that people and cultures all over the world before we really understood what was happening. Uh, it attributed sleep paralysis to all sorts of entities uh, or like black magic curses to kind of make sense of what's going on. Uh, you had the djinn mm -hmm. or genie of Egypt they thought was responsible for it. The Turkish believed in a spirit called the Kar Karabasan. I don't know how to, I don't, if, uh, <laughs> I should know that, but I don't either. It's fine. Uh, the indigenous peoples of South Africa had a dwarf like water ent entity that they called 
Taka, Taka, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Taka, Takalashi. Does that sound okay? All right. It's, I should know that as well. <laughs> it's fine. I'm uh, a man of many cultures, but I don't but know. probably the most famous term, I guess, or being would be like the incubus or the succubus. Yes. If you're familiar with those. I am familiar with those um, stories. Yeah. So sleep paralysis, obviously around the world, people just kind of had different experiences. They also saw different things, but within those cultures, they kind of all saw the same thing. Sleep paralysis is also a reason why a lot of people, um, a lot of people think, uh, alien abduction is. Yeah. Cause it always starts the same way. I'm laying in bed. I wake up, I can't move. My eyes are open and then they see these beings around them. So there's kind of that mixed in as well. But if you hadn't noticed all these different cultures, like I said, at different spirits, demons or monsters with different descriptions and characteristics for what they believed and what they saw. Uh, but there is one sleep paralysis spirit demon thing, whatever you want to call it, that has been seen by people of varying cultures and races all over the world and their description of it being almost exactly the same in every instance. And that spirit is known simply as the hat man. Are the you, hat man. Are you familiar with the hat man? I'm not familiar with the hat man. And just to go back to the very beginning, like you said, we didn't plan this at all. Was, are we actually going to talk about sleep paralysis? Yeah. In this? Yeah. That's, that's really weird. All right. Now that's kind of freaking me out. Cause I don't even know. I've, I think I've told you maybe I did once I, in passing like years and years ago. If you did, I do not remember. Yeah. That's, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I you gotta love when you gotta love when a plan comes together. I just want to touch on that for a second. That's really bizarre. Cause you, you even said, I'm going to be freaked out if you mention what well, you know. I, well, so this is specifically about a sleep paralysis entity that people have seen that they all share a con it's the same fucking spirit, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the hat man, the hat man is a malevolent entity described as being anywhere between six to 10 feet tall. And I am uncertain if this is including or like sans hat. It's like, it's like one of those deals where it's like, it's like, it's like, I'm five, seven, but I'm five, nine in heels type deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I'm or six, <laughs> I'm six foot, but I'm 10 foot in hats. <laughs> you can never, can never, he's got one turn of the, down a good top hat. He's got one of those fucking, do you remember fairly odd parents and Doug, Dim Doug Dimodome of the Dimsdale Dimodome? No, not really. Oh, God damn it. He had like a five foot tall hat. <laughs> but hey. yeah. It's peacocking. It's, it's peacocking. It's, yeah. Do you put it? Uh, but yeah, described as being anywhere between six to 10 feet tall with most sightings reporting the latter of him being around eight to 10 feet tall, uh, which makes it so that he's forced to crouch in unnatural ways. Uh, he's seen wearing a trench coat like jacket or a long cape of some kind. And of course a hat. Now the hat changes depending on the encounter, but it's always a very noticeably brimmed hat, kind of like a, a gaucho, a fedora or like a top hat. Uh, and it's always been reported that he was, has a golden pocket watch, which he'll check from time to time, which I don't know why, <laughs> but in an article I found on huntakiller.com, they put it as it, it suggests that he's sticking around long enough to be curious about the time, which is fucking terrifying. And then they also hmm. raised the question asking that maybe it could be a prop used for mockery, suggesting to his victims that he has all the time in the world. 
which is even more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Does this happen to, I know you said it came from everywhere, but are there, is there anything in relation, this kind of sounds like something um, some barely familiar with from uh, like Southern French stuff in Louis in Louisiana. No, it's, in the U S all like, over. Um, it, okay. There's no specific. Are you thinking of fucking, um, uh, there's a million names for, I want to say it's like Papa something or Papa Legba. They got like the big t- top hat and, um, yeah, it's, it's Papa, Papa Legba. Like, yeah. But it's not, it's not Papa Legba. And okay. we'll get, we'll get into the reasons why now people have seen the hat man always describing as being just a silhouette. Uh, but unlike other shadow people sightings, I don't know if you're familiar with shadow people. I'm assuming you probably kind of Va- are. Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, he's solid. So it's in the, in that sal- the silhouette of him is very crisp. Like motherfuckers in 8k, <laughs> but like, it's, a, yeah. it's still, it's a, like, it's still it, a shadow 3d instead of just, you know, something on the, yeah. on the wall. But this is the shadow is, is much darker. It's like darker than dark. Like if you're in a dark room, this is darker somehow. And it's super fucking evil and I hate it. Uh, for those who have seen the hat man, it's mostly reported that he never actually attempts to attack or cause any physical harm. There are some reports of him jumping on top of his victims or being choked by him, but those are very few and very far between what most people believe he wants from you is something just a little more sinister. Do you know what that is? I think so. <laughs> is, is he trying to, he wants that booty hole. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that whole, that whole choking thing though. And sitting on the chest, that's common for people that have suffered sleep paralysis. Yeah. So that of, is a very common thing for sleep paralysis. It's, there's always a feeling of weight on your chest. And yeah. I don't know if that has to do with the actual paralysis part of it. Like it might have to do with just not being able to feel it or like move it. Like you feel like it's really heavy or because you're probably experiencing crazy anxiety and I don't know if I'm sure you have, but I'm sure anyone who's listening who has a panic attack knows that when you have a panic attack, it feels like your heart, like you're some, someone standing on your chest. Yeah. So it feels I, like you're, it feels like you're, you're going to die when you have a severe panic attack. You're like, this is it, but it's more mental than physical most of the time. So when the hat man, <laughs> when the hat man comes to pay a visit, it always starts the same. The victim wakes up unable to move, unable to scream the only thing they can do is open and then move their eyes. Now, once the victim is in this state, they feel as if they're not alone and start over, start being overcome with anxiety and fear. And that's when they finally notice him. So there in the corner of the room, the hat man just stands watching his victim. They say they feel like evil emanating from him. Like it comes in waves. And while he never physically harms you, it's almost as though you can feel his desire to like he's physically or like psychically putting that thought into your head. If that makes sense. Like he, he wants you to think he's going to hurt you. Okay. Does that make, does that make sense? No, it's a, that does make sense. I mean, I feel like in any sort of, I've never experienced the hat, man. I've had like weird recurring dreams since I, even since I was a kid, but yeah. um, no, that, uh, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like, you know, especially in your most basic instincts are, um, fight or flight. Yeah. You know, so if you're, 
in a dream state, I feel like where your body says, get away from here and you can't do that. That's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. You're, it sounds like a, uh, what would you call it? A nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. But Jamie, you might be asking yourself why, what's the point of making you so overcome with dread, almost to the point where you feel like your heart is going to explode. And why does he never act on the desire you, you feel from him that he wants to harm you? Is that how you're feeling? I, I, Oh man, that's such a deep question. I could probably rant for like four hours on that's, this. That's fine. I got the answer. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do they say? What do they say? Uh, I'm putting my trust in Wikipedia or. Whoa. Do you think I got my information from right Wikipedia, now? bro? He- hell no. I got this shit from TikTok. <laughs> 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 oh, good. Okay. Then we're, we're, we're good. We're good. Well, the answer to all your questions that you didn't ask that I asked for you is pretty Thank simple you. is that he feeds off of it. Now. All right. Once again, going back to the hunt killer article, they say that he implements the quote, look, don't touch method because it creates a heady brew of confusion, anticipation and fear in his subject that he can then feed off of. This may be the main purpose of the hat man's visit. Uh, the bedrooms of his victims are like his charging station. If that makes sense. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's like a weird creeper who like, like they always said people in like the sixties and seventies would climb up trees and look through your windows <laughs> and like beat off watching people change. Yeah. He's like, he's that. like that, but he, he, he thrives off the fear of you. Yeah. Now, Unlike your run-of-the-mill, boilerplate, boring-ass shadow person or sleep paralysis demon that simply, like, fade away or suddenly vanish once it's time to go, the hat man uses a different approach. Once the hat man decides he's done mind-fucking you for your fear and figures it's time to bounce, he uses the door like a gentleman. But... I've never had anyone do that to me and use the door like a gentleman. <laughs> but, but also it shows a level of not only physicality, but also control that most shadow people don't normally have. Same thing with paralysis demons. So now at this point, you're probably wondering, where did the hat man come from? What the fuck is it? Now, this is when you ask me, where did it come from? Well, what the what, fuck is it? Where did the hat man come from, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that in like a Beavis to Butthead no, accent. Great. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, well, the hat man has become sort of a meme on TikTok and places like 4chan and gaining popularity in only the past couple of years. Like I'm sure you've seen the memes or like t-shirts going around that say like, I can't take Benadryl anymore because I owe the hat man money and I don't want to see him. I remember, I honestly don't, I haven't really seen anything about the hat man, but I remember Slender man, but it's probably a different thing. Well, that's maybe uh, similar. Well, it's also a thing too. It did kind of re- gain notoriety the same way. Slender man was a creepy pasta. It actually started on, um, a Photoshop Friday on, I think it's something awful.com or something like that. Okay. There have been, I have, cre- no, I, I have no idea. There have been creepy pastas about the hat man that maybe has kind of helped it along, but I, I it doesn't matter. Uh, but it's actually been going on for quite some time way before TikTok and 4chan and Reddit got wind of it. Yeah. In 2001, 
Timothy Brown Jr. started the Hat Man Project. And this is seven years after having an encounter himself in 1994 while living with his grandmother and great grandmother in Nashville, Tennessee. And since starting the project, he's received thousands of stories from all over the world. Uh, He's even in the process of writing a book on the subject. So while it's gained popularity on social media only recently, it's something that has been going on for like a really long time. Now, I don't know how far back the stories that get set in to him go, but I know that his story at least is from 1994. So I'm sure there's stories on there that go back further of the hat man. Oh, it's, it's got to, right. It's got to, you know, it could be just hearing about it and reminding yourself about it obviously puts it into your memory bank and you, your brain is one of the most powerful quote unquote computers. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, and then it just accesses that weird part of your brain. You know, I I wish we knew more about like neuroscience and stuff like that, but. Well, I did. Well, I'll tell this at the end of the, at the end of the thing. Hold on. (laughs) I I got, I got something kind of along that. Uh, As for what the hat man is, uh, it says that the hat man visits households where there's a lot of turmoil or he visits before, during, or after traumatic events. Uh, almost like a poltergeist in a sense. Like, you know how poltergeist or, kind of like poltergeist a like cop. Could, yeah. <laughs> could be a cop. Well, no, they, the they, hat they, man they, showed up during a tumultuous event between Ma. Well, they usually show up four hours after. Yeah. The, <laughs> the trauma <laughs> or the tumultuous <laughs> events. <laughs> Especially in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't coming quick anytime soon. So some ufologists think that the hat man, like other shadow people, is an alien species or at the very least interdimensional beings here to observe us. Now, what kind of data they're collected by being a fucking nightmare is beyond me. But hey, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. I don't. It's kind of hard to co- uh, collect interdimensional uh, data I don't know. while you're. While you're sleeping after drinking like a 12 pack of well, Michelob Ultra. We're not collecting <laughs> the data. The interdimensional beings are collecting the data on us. So uh, I, somehow right, that's, that's legit. That, that's it, fine. It might be somehow useful to terrify us in our wake sleep state. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> others say that it's a demon an evil spirit. Uh, but the real answer is usually... The most obvious in that is just a hallucination caused by sleep paralysis or waking dreams known clinically as terrifying hypnogic, hypnogagic, hypnogagic, terrifying hypnogagic hallucinations. I'm not having a stroke. This is what it is. (laughs) All right. I just wanted to make sure. Now, this is where when a person wakes up and sees images of people trying to cause them harm, demons. Uh, are warped images of animals along with auditory hallucinations. But whatever the case, the fact that so many people have seen the same man for so many years is like the one part of the phenomena that no one can really explain and makes the whole thing kind of fucking terrifying. So is it real? Is it all in our minds? A ghost, a demon? I don't know. But there you have it. That's a, that's a very brief history of the hat man. The hat man, if it's anything, what I experienced during sleep paralysis when you're actually seeing stuff is the most, one of the most terrifying things ever. Yeah. And I've, uh, and I, and I've had guns pulled on me <laughs> in public. So what do you think about the hat man? The hat man, 
I kind of like the hat man right now. <laughs> yeah. I you're getting, like getting vibes from him. Cause everything's going so crazy in my life at this point in time. If the hat man shows up, you, that's uh it's the I, I guess that's a good thing <laughs> like i don't know i'll be like it's hey, the, man what you got what you got going for me it's the least <laughs> like, of your worries you're like but come on yeah i'm like hat man dude my uh, i've been like sick for six months <laughs> yeah i gotta get wrist surgery hat man what's up what you got fucking take me bro. what you got and uh, now he's now got money. Just, he's got money. You know, he does. Yeah, he's got he's a top hat hook, and, a, and a gold watch. Fucking borrow money from him. Hit him up. Hook you up. He's like the monopoly guy. You just <laughs> got to get a little bit from him. Exactly. But, you know, then I, I realize, you know, if that's the worst of my problems, then shit, I guess I'm doing okay. <laughs> but the hat, the hat man can still scare the shit out of you. But like, you know, that was, I've been to a bunch of therapists and psychiatry. Yeah. You uh, look, you look like it. Things. Oh, duh. (laughs) I actually minored in psychology in college. Oh, is is that why you're all fucked up now? Obviously. No, (laughs) but, um, the more you talk about it and the more you kind of deal with those scary things and approach it head first, like, dare your anxiety and fears to try to hurt you you basically say okay don't do that people have actually been scared to death don't do that (laughs) physically (laughs) physically hurt me bring it on like i know you can't do anything to me like go ahead do the like do your worst so so go go full zach baggins on it when he's trying to fight a ghost on ghost adventures I wish I had uh, tried to fight fight a ghost, <laughs> dude. Uh, all right, Jamie. Well, that is the episode. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I don't know if you have anything going on that you want to plug. I don't know if you're playing any music lately. You got anything going on? So, um, people who don't know about our little tiny town in uh, Dover, New Hampshire, the high school I went to, St. Thomas Aquinas, has just um, recently, just before the end of the school year let go four staff members, teachers that have been working there for 20 to 30 years, all of them just for the sole reason of, um, being openly gay or an ally to the LGBTQ community. I'm very happy to say as awful as that is, there's been a lot of people that here that have been supporting them and backing them. Um, other teachers have resigned in protest. You mean people backing the teachers, not the school? Yes. <laughs> okay. Backing the teeth. The school is a nightmare. I went there and I had great teachers at the school. Some of these teachers taught me. It's very upsetting for me. Basically, the school has become a Christo fascist, crazy, nonsense type of school. And many teachers have resigned in protests. Students are pulling out and walking out. The school has been failing, but it's just sad to see that this type of hatred and bigotry is happening, you know, just not in my backyard, but all over the country. It's just let people be who they want to be. And there's um, something, if you want to follow this, it's called uh, hashtag saints shame. And a lot of people are making active movements about what has happened. And the more people that know about it, 
um, it's probably happening in your own backyard too. It can only help, you know, just supporting our fellow humans, regardless of what they identify as. And we need that more than ever right now. Let people be, let people live. And I guess that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> how, it was very, how was that? It was very how'd well. How'd you like my Forrest Gump impression right no, there? No, it was very well. It was very well said. Uh, so yeah, so if you want to follow along with that story, you can you can find out about it. You said there was a, a uh, article written about it in the Boston Globe. Uh, it is super fucked up, especially doing that like now. <laughs> like the kids, the kids literally graduated today. And yeah. had the ceremony today. So there'll be more stuff in the news. They hired police to come and not let the kids talk to reporters and things like that. It's a, it's a whole mess. Yeah. It's uh it's not ideal. And it, it does suck to hear that coming from, from a place where I grew up. You know what I mean? It, New Hampshire and Dover it hasn't always been the most politically correct town or state, but there was, we always had a good heart and we like, I feel like this stuff never really happened. We do. No, we were talking earlier at Dover high school. Uh, our, our senior, our, one of the senior yearbook things was a lesbian couple and the fucking Westboro Baptist church came and protested our school and we drove them away. Like we always stood up for our own and see, to hear this happening in my own backyard. Well, not now I live in Philly, but you know what I mean? Like it's, Oh no, it, you're it, still it, like, here. Like, this br- is, it breaks my heart and it's, it's really fucked up. It's good to hear though, that there's so many people supporting it. Yeah. Like the, this private Facebook group gained about a thousand followers within a week, pretty much. And yeah. there's letters going out to, you know, the archdiocese and, the the bishop and the school and the board and all that stuff. And it, it's just unacceptable. Like I hated high school, but some of these people who educated me were, I realized, especially once I grew older, were the best people yeah. and educators. They shaped you into who you are. Yeah. All right. Well, Jamie, thank you for telling your truth. I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> what are, what are words, Dave? I don't know. We're coming what up with our words. almost an hour. This episode's so fucking long. <laughs> oh yeah. You're going to have to edit this shit out of this one. Oh yeah. I'm going to cut down. I'm going to cut that, cut down this whole thing. You, no one's going to yeah. know about St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. You're the best. I love you. Love you, brother. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at cryptic cocktail. Follow me on TikTok at cryptic cocktail party. Uh, if you want to support the show, there is a link in the episode description. You can donate whatever you want to the show. Um, I think that's it. So with that, I will say thank you for listening and goodbye. Jamie, say bye to the people. Bye.